now sitting at the wave table. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of the wave table featuring my guest, Ajawo. How's it, how's it going, man? Oh, man, it's good. Can't complain. <laughs> Hell yeah. How you been spending this uh, time during lockdown? I'm sure you've almost come out of it over there. Yeah, it's it's uh it's getting a lot better here in Texas. Um I spent the majority of the lockdown in North Carolina and they were a lot stricter. Right. And uh most of the time I was <laughs> I was making music. I was just Hell hanging yeah. out in my backyard pretty much most of the time. <laughs> yeah, we're about to come out of lockdown here, at least hopefully, you know. It's kind of like uh Dan Andrews is saying like yeah, everything's looking good, and we should be able to come out unless you guys keep being idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, it's always our fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, what kind of stuff have you been cooking up during lockdown? Oh man, <clears throat> so I, I've like had this like transition from real like experimental, like weird, like almost San Holo type stuff, oh, where sick. it's like kind of like intentionally bad quality almost <laughs> like not to he's like one of my favorite people ever but you know how he kind of does that like homemade feel yeah um, it's just like his I, aesthetic yeah 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 and uh and so i've kind of come out of that into more of like a just like a melodic dubstep more mm. kind of pop type stuff like that hell yeah yeah like kind of uh slightly diverging from the stuff that's on your soundcloud i guess because the stuff yeah. uh the stuff on your soundcloud mostly reminds me of like flume and uh, a bit of marshmallow i guess yeah so yeah definitely moving more towards more like a elenium like a nerco mm. vibe hell yeah man i'm excited to see like hear that like when do you think one of those tracks might come out no <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, like, I don't even refer people to my stuff that I've made because it's just so, like, not where this stuff that's right. coming out. Um, I have one coming out, Shadow, which I think we may have talked about. That's yeah. coming out January 13th. Um, Sick. And so that's, like, a real in-between those two vibes. Um, so, yeah, that'll be coming out beginning of next year. It's a good thing that you're doing, like, kind of an in-between song to bridge the gap because it might be a bit jarring if you just went straight from one to the other, even though they are kind of similar. Right. I then I absolutely can take no credit. That was not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just purely how the process kind of came out yeah. actually. I guess. Yeah. That might be how it naturally happens for a lot of people, but then ask people like go back and like analyze it, reverse engineer it and be like, Oh, that was really smart to do like half of one thing and half of the other. <laughs> like, like, like a literature professor. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Just putting meanings behind words that were literally just <laughs> random at the time. Exactly. Oh man. So I want to jump into your backstory as a musician. Um, and then, like, also want to talk about the doctor thing later. But, uh, yeah, let tell me, like, what you started out with music. Well, <clears throat> um, so basically my older brother was, like, uh, he was, like, making, like, beats back, yeah. like, in the early 2000s, like, when hip-hop was, like, 
everything. Yeah. Um, and so I grew up as a little kid. I mean, he was 10, 11 years older than me. So I grew up as a little kid, like watching him do that. And, and then he told me that girls would like me if I played guitar. <laughs> and I mean, I'm in sixth or seventh grade and I'm like, well, that sounds like the move. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, um, I pretty much picked up guitar as a kid and never really like got crazy about it, but was definitely played guitars for, I don't know, 15 years or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so that's where I started. That's sick, man. So, uh, yeah, was your brother making beats like, uh, was in a door or like on a, on machines? Um, yeah, no, he was all like analog. Like actually this, this keyboard back here was what he started with. Like this is his old keyboard. (laughs) And that was like all that he had. I don't know how he did it, but somehow he pressed the right buttons on here and made songs come out. I don't know. (laughs) I guess that's what we all do. (laughs) (laughs) I think, wasn't it like the Seinfeld intro was also recorded just entirely on one keyboard? Really? It might have oh, been. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> With that, like bass slaps, that just like yeah. absurd. I know, yeah. like, I may not be correct about the whole thing just being recorded live, one take on a keyboard, but I know for a fact that the bass slaps were just like a uh, and like a synthesized, not synthesized, but like <laughs> a a rompler or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because they're so iconic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was crazy when I learned that. Um, so going from your backstory, getting into music with your brother making beats and then playing guitar because of the girls, how did you <laughs> end up getting into electronic music? Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to have to give credit to Rusko. Mm. Um, <laughs> my brother showed me this song called Woo Boost by Rusko. And it was like, literally all it was is just like wubs, wubs, and more wubs. And I was like, I've never heard this, anything like this in my life. And it just completely blew my little pea brain. And I just was like, how, like, how is that possible? Because like, you know, all you know is like guitars and drums and singers. And it's like, how can someone be making these sounds? Um you know, that was back in like 2010, 2011 or something when the whole EDM thing started blowing up. <clears throat> so then I downloaded a f- trial version of FL Studio and then just started making absolute garbage. Um, and then that was, I guess that was about seven or eight years ago. Um, I never really did it like hardcore Yeah. until about, I guess about a year ago, I was like, hey, let's like try to do better (laughs) uh and so yeah that's what happened there i feel you man yeah pretty much the same story for me like i was into like metal and stuff and then skrillex came along worked on it for like seven years or something but i have also haven't really taken it seriously until recently but um it's been great man it's been a great journey like learning the ins and outs of you know music mixing and social media the music marketing and branding side of things <laughs> dude there's there so there's always something that you don't know oh, yeah, just man. you're never gonna know what you're doing 
It's either like you, you're just scrolling through your subscriptions on YouTube, which I don't know about you, but I'm my my music account is just subscribed to a bunch of like music marketing gurus and those kinds of things. So yeah. Every day right. I'm just like, oh, how did I not think of that? Or if it's right. not that, it's like someone on Instagram is like, hey, man, I noticed this, but you could be doing this. And I'm like, oh, shit, thanks, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's hard to keep up. Yeah, man. Oh, there's just always evolving. And I guess the one thing is like, you just need to not get like set in your ways. Just keep that mentality of learning, which it sounds like you are definitely on the same page as me in that regard. Right. Yeah. I'm following all of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking of social media, man, you've got some fire posts on social media. Like you're, uh, <laughs> there's you. one where you're standing next to a fire truck there's one way you're like ju- <laughs> <laughs> you're jumping through a metal frame or something. Uh, yeah, it kind of looks like someone's holding a picture frame, and then you're like a three D painting or something. Um, yeah, how do you come up with these ideas, bro? Dude, so this is I, my wife. I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> shout out. Yes, sorry to ruin the surprise. I'm married, and she is like. Just somehow she's really good at taking pictures. Um, I pretty much always keep like a couple extra shirts on me <laughs> whenever we go. Like we go on a lot of weekend trips. We go, we'll go, you know, couple three, four hours away, go to a different city or whatever, just to just to travel. Um, and while we're there, just make sure I have tons of outfits and yeah. just always looking for opportunities. That's a great idea, man. Because like I think a lot of people might be out on a trip or something. And they're like, man, I could get all these photos, but they're obviously going to be from like the same day. And some people might like, they might not want to do that because it might seem like they're yep. trying to force something. But yeah, like, exactly. take take a Joe's idea, bring a few extra shirts. And then <laughs> it just looks like you're going fucking all these random places every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like... We we pretty much just do like content days. Like if, if yeah. we didn't go on a if we didn't go on a trip somewhere, it's like all right, well, just take ten outfits and go take pictures where you are, sort of thing, and just make it work. Hell yeah, I think that's uh definitely something to keep in mind. Like even if you're just say you're an like upcoming producer, let's say you're like sixteen years old, you go on a family vacation or something, just like everywhere you go. Swap shirt, swap shirt, swap shirt, pictures, pictures, pictures. Perfect. It really helps your um, social media presence. Perfect. Um, so, I want to dive into the name Ajawa. What is the meaning behind that? Is it like an abbreviation yeah. or something? <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, it is an abbreviation. Um, <clears throat> so, basically, me and my friends were in college. Um, we... We, well, first of all, I just had, like, the best group of friends ever. And no matter what we were doing, like, if things went wrong, like, oh, well, didn't really matter. Like, somehow it would just work out anyway. And uh, so it just happened so many times that me and one of my friends, like, we would something, a situation would arise, something would go wrong, and then we'd be like, don't worry, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll work out, like, it it just always works out, um, <laughs> That's which great. is which is the abbreviation. Um, 
So basically, it ended up kind of being like, I started seeing it as like God's favor was like, doesn't matter what's going on, like you got to, you're, it's going to work out. Um, yeah. And so then, it, and I keep kind of, you can twist it into like so many different things, but basically, it stands for it just always works out. Hell yeah, man. I think with the kind of music you make, that's such a fitting like uh, artist name and branding thing that, uh, I don't know. Is that like in your profile or in your posts or anything? No, I haven't told anybody yet. <laughs> Podcast exclusive announcement. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure. I've I've been keeping it secret for no reason. I don't really know like <laughs> when I when I plan on telling people. But yeah, I well, maybe uh, I should put it out there. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I mean, I'll probably create a snippet of this and then you can be like, yeah, put it out or no, nah, don't put it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be fine. Cool. Um, so, yeah, speak, since we're still kind of on the topic of social medias, uh, I noticed in your bio that you had doctor turned musician, right? <laughs> yeah. So... <Whew. laughs> Tell me about that, because, uh, you know, you hear all these stories of people, like, spending their whole life learning, uh, you know, going to college to be a doctor. Have you, like, completely thrown being a doctor away, or is that still, like, your day job? So, yeah, I went to school, I went to, I went to undergrad, played football, did the pre-med thing there, and then... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Ended up going to chiropractic school, which I know some of you just said, I know what you're thinking, that is a doctor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I went to that, I went to school there, and that's another like three or four years. Um, graduated from there, went in this whole past year, I was working, I was practicing, and you know, graduation rolled around and all my friends were like so excited like oh i can't wait i can't believe we're actually gonna get to do this thing like and i'm just thinking like crap now i have to get a job and i don't want i don't want to do this thing yeah and that was when i realized was like this is i should be stoked for graduation and i was like take it or leave it i don't care like it wasn't really what i wanted to do so i did it for this past year and it was, I mean, it, I do enjoy it. Obviously, it's, you're helping people, you're, you're serving the community, and it's fantastic. But I would just find myself like, oh, I can't wait to go home so I can get in the studio. Yeah. Um, and so then we made some changes. We moved, I moved back home, actually, um, with my family. And we're moving in, we're living here now. My wife's actually a chiropractor, and she's starting her own practice. That's awesome. I quit, I quit the job. I quit the day job, so this is what I'm doing full time now. Hell yeah! Um, so yeah, <laughs> so that was kind of why we had to move move back home with the fam to uh, to allow us to kickstart all this. Yeah, man, I'm like it's so essential to support your dreams. Like, as long as you have enough money to get by, like choosing happiness over like. Uh, luxury is such a such a noble thing to do. I think. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that, that's a lot of the 
of the future branding at least is like like don't don't be a slave to some job like it'd be way better if you love like being the trash man like dude someone's got to drive the the garbage truck like do that and get paid whatever it pays yeah like yeah like, i agree with you honestly anyone out there who's chasing money like <laughs> you can have all the like all the fast cars you want but it's still only a 15 minute drive to that shitty or not necessarily <laughs> shitty job but it's only a 15 minute drive to that job that you don't really want to be doing you know <laughs> any job any job you don't want to be doing is a bad job yeah i feel like a lot of people really just focus on like oh i need money i need to be successful you know but you know just yeah. take take a step back like relax and think about happiness because at the end of the day like people ask what is the meaning of life and like the obviously the closest thing that you can possibly give to a meaningful life is happiness yeah right. so speaking of happiness i love the uh sweet summer vibes of your stuff it uh really just makes me wish i could go like out on a summer drive you know just drive along the beach blast some ajoo yeah among a playlist of like flume han solo that'd be sick yeah um yeah so who i guess we've already covered this but are there any like more niche influences because i'm here just saying like flume marshmallow han solo those are like you know elenium they're massive guys. Are there any like really less discovered artists that you'd like to shine a light on? Um, yeah, more recently, uh, Newport. Mm. The, Newport has been slinging out so many songs, and every one of them is amazing. Um, so yeah, it, it's in three W Port. So right. Newport with a three. And he is, if you don't know him, check him out. He's I will awesome. I for sure. And he'll uh, actually talk to you on Instagram. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, sorry. Sorry, bro. I won't blast you like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, th yeah, there's people that, like, don't put much effort into talking to people on Insta. And I'm just, like, sitting here, like, why? Because, like... They say that once you get to a 3K follower mark, it kind of feels like you have a million followers. At least, apparently, that's right. like the metric I've heard. But um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> for anyone that's not at that level or not at that following, um, it's really easy to engage with people on Insta and other socials. Like, if someone gives you a comment, just reply to them. Like, keep them coming back to your stuff. And I think you do this quite well. Cause I think I see you in the comments quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, if someone came up to you in real life and said something to you, would you just ignore them? Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, and that's the whole point of this. It's, it's called social media because it's supposed to help us be more social. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like if someone says like cool stuff, dude, um, Sure, it might seem like you you can just say, like, thanks or whatever. But to take it a step further, you could just go quickly into their profile, have a look through, and just, like, I don't know, bring up something that caught your eye. And that'll, like, yeah. that'll really make them feel like they're valued. And 
make them want to come back to your profile in the future. Yeah, it's all about value in the end. Hell yeah. <clears throat> so let's jump into the actual, like, dirty music side of things. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah. Let's do I want to uh, get some knowledge from Ijawa. <laughs> okay, well, he, okay, me too. See what we can find. <laughs> So I really loved the uh, vocal processing techniques on uh, tracks like Glow and Fly Home. Uh, yeah. And I was wondering, like, what kind of techniques did you use to achieve those sounds? Because the vocal tone, it's like almost raspy at points and like deep and raspy. But then at other times, it's like high and like exciting. So, yeah, what kind of stuff do you do to those folks? Yeah. So <clears throat> that was actually me singing, which I oh, would sick. never have thought. <laughs> I would never have thought that I could, but I, you know, so basically, so <laughs> having said that, you know, that I have Melodyne <laughs> and <laughs> auto tune. <laughs> um, but no, I actually don't use Melodyne or auto tune. I use FL studios. Um, new tone and the pitcher, um, which are both exceptional products. Um, so yeah. And I also do, uh, on that one on, on glow, I believe, well, both of them, I had, I used the format shifting on the, on the pitcher. So instead of just doing pure auto tune, I did format shift like just a little bit because that makes it not sound like you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, everybody hates their own voice. And yeah. I was like, is there anything I can do to make it not sound like me? Um, so I messed with the formats a little bit. Um, and then also do a couple of takes, like just sing it more than once. Like, even if you sing it the same way, it, it won't be exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. So just do it, you know, just do like two, three, four takes of it, put the same processing on it, make sure it's, you know, it doesn't even have to be perfectly in pitch like that makes it sound real um if it's not and then you know just make sure there's just a little bit of reverb um i love i didn't have it at the time i just bought it um isotope neutron and isotope nectar which is literally just cheating it's just (laughs) cheating so if you're looking for the cheat code it might be isotope things yeah one thing i've noticed with nectar though is uh when I do the assistant, it'll put dynamic EQing in, but for some yeah. reason with the dynamic EQing, it seems a bit buggy. Like uh, there'll be a low cut, right? Because nobody wants sub frequencies in their vocals. But um, yeah. for some reason, the low cut will be dynamic and then it'll get stuck at like 300 hertz for some reason. <laughs> So I just have to turn off the dynamic uh, stuff in Nectar. So definitely agree, recommend Nectar and Neutron and Buck Isotope yeah. Vocal Synth. All that stuff is great. But yeah, if you do Repair Assistant, be aware that you might need to turn off the dynamic EQ. Yeah, yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always better. Yeah, don't just throw on the Assistant and be like, sounds good. You got to make sure you you got to make sure it's actually what it should be. Yeah, they're still just computers. <laughs> uh another thing i've noticed with the assistant is just like 
the reverb will sometimes be way too much. So yeah. Yep. I found that too. Great starting point, but definitely like tweak it and stuff. Um, yeah. So with the formant shifting, was like uh, you said that was Newton or <coughs> FL Studio. Um, so I used I used Pitcher, the FL Studio Pitcher, but also um, Melda Audio has uh, the yeah. uh, the Melda. What is it? The Auto Pitch or. Whatever you need, there's a meld audio has one. There's probably like auto <laughs> um, pitch, format shifter, frequency shifter, exactly. <laughs> vocoder, like <laughs> meld yeah. is ridiculous. It, it may have been the vocoder. Yeah, but definitely I use the, the meld that makes it really easy because I've noticed sometimes the pitcher will get buggy yeah. if I use just the FL Studio pitcher. But if I use the meld, I think auto pitch is what I used. And that, that one's really clean. Hell yeah. I need to dive into the Melder plugins because I've heard a lot of people start talking about them lately and like they've been around forever, but I don't know. I think yeah. maybe it's quarantine that people are just like trying out all this different <laughs> yeah. stuff because yeah, Melder has time. literally been out for years, but I've never heard of anyone like seriously using them until like the last few months. Yeah. Me too. Honestly, I heard it from uh, Tasca Black was saying that he used one of their things, and they have one of my favorite compressors. Actually, oh really? I use it on on the on the bus on the stereo bus. Yeah. Their compressor. Is it like what's it called? Because I'm I'm guessing there's like ten Melda compressors. <laughs> it's just the one that I use is just called M compressor. Oh wow! It's they M. don't have ten <laughs> compressors. <laughs> Straight up compressor. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, man, I was watching, uh, I don't know if you know Leatrix. He does, like, uh, dubstep and trap and stuff. Um, but, yeah, he he was using some Melda stuff as well. And he actually recorded a uh, recorded vocals directly into his laptop. It sounded like absolute trash. Like, basically <laughs> sounded like he was underwater. It was clipping and distorted as hell. But then he put on like uh, some delay, reverb, OTT. I think there was Melda stuff on there. And you cannot tell the difference. You, it, yeah. Like with all that processing, it sounds like it could have been recorded with a fucking U87. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how just doing, just doing a couple like, you know, delay and reverb, doing those sort of things right can go so far. Yeah. And especially for these genres like trap, future bass, anything along those lines where the vo- yeah. vocals are going to be processed to hell anyway, there's, <laughs> there's never been a better time to start singing on your own tracks like you have. Because <laughs> like you said, everyone's conscious of their own voice, but in this yeah. day and age, you don't need to be, you don't need to have perfect pitch. You don't need to have vocal training. All you need is like, some auto pitching and a few plugins and you're set. <laughs> yep. Yep. So along with your vocals, which that actually answers a future question I had, which should have been previous to the first question, which was just going to be, do you sing on your own tracks? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, along with your vocals, there's also organic instruments such as piano and guitar. And I think it, provides a fresh take to the whole uh, future bass 
scene because like, you know, a lot of those tracks that you hear on uh, YouTube promotional playlists and such, they're just like completely digital synthesized tracks. Yeah. Um, and it gets a bit old hearing the same thing over and over again in the old ear holes. So I <laughs> <laughs> love the use of some, uh, you know, some real instrument instruments and I already know you play guitar. So I assume that the guitar on your tracks is like actually recorded by you, right? Yeah. Yeah. About 90, 95% of the time, every now and Hell then yeah. I'll find a sample that's just too good to pass <laughs> up. And it's like, yeah, yeah. we're just going to go ahead and use that sample. Um, but, but yeah, I have a couple of guitars here. I record all of those myself for the most part. Oh yeah. Cymatics actually do have some fire clean guitar samples, but the yeah. problem with that is every everyone else is using them. So is yeah, it really I've worth heard it? a couple <laughs> I've heard a couple of songs where I'm like, wow, I have that sample. <laughs> um so yeah, you record your own guitar. What about the piano? Is that plugins or so yeah, I just have I use the uh Spitfire audio. Hell yeah. I like everything they have whatever you can afford to buy from them i'm not i'm not <laughs> not sponsored but it's so good um and then i usually i'm not like a pianist like i'm not about to just like jam yeah. on the piano but i mean fear i know the theory enough to like know i can play the chords and know what's going to sound good so then i'll i'll kind of like come up with it by playing it yeah. And then I'll uh, click it in. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> I do the, the exact same thing. Um, oh, I w yeah, I've got a couple of things I want to branch off uh, from this. So have you heard of like step editing in Ableton or step recording? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you do? Um, no, I pretty much click. I pretty much click in the MIDI and then right. I will like there's some just randomly mess with the velocities just randomly throw a couple things off center yeah um and then and you go right in from there it sounds pretty solid if you, if you have a good like piano plug-in yeah man um i've been using spitfire labs like just the soft piano lately yeah and it, it's a, yeah. it's just a free one but it sounds so much better than these other piano plugins that I've paid for. I don't get it. Yeah, I <laughs> always use the soft. <laughs> uh, and I just want to explain step recording real quick for anyone that doesn't know. So there's a thing in Ableton where, like, you know, the little circular headphone thing where you can click to monitor the MIDI notes. Um, if you click that on and then you hold a chord, and then you press the right arrow on your keyboard, it'll actually put the entire chord into your MIDI roll instead of having to draw it in one by one. So you can like essentially play a chord progression, but it doesn't have to be in real time. And that's just like a really useful tip for the people who like can get chords, but they don't have like the piano training to be able to play them in succession and stuff. So yeah, check out step editing. Um, the the YouTube channel I learned this from was Missing Links. 
So go give him a click. <laughs> uh, and also, um, since you're also a guitarist and not a pianist, uh, have you heard of U-Jam? No. So there's like, there's these MIDI guitars, right? And like, everyone thinks of guitar and they're like, there's no way you can possibly get guitar to be MIDI because of the bending and, I don't know, strings. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, right. Yeah, there's yeah. this company called U-Jam and they have MIDI guitars. So I don't, I don't know if they're worth the price. They're pretty expensive, but you know, if you ever feel like messing around and playing some guitar into a piano plugin, so you can essentially become a pianist. Um, oh my, that's pretty cool. This blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's not what I thought you were going to go with that. It was brilliant. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've been eyeing those for a while, but they're so out of my price range. <laughs> Yeah, I got a couple other essential purchases before that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, on the topic of guitars and pianos, these are lovely instruments to create catchy melodies with. And I was wondering if you perhaps had some tips for producers who want to create catchy melodies because your song, oh, I forgot the name, the one at the top of your SoundCloud has been stuck in my head all day. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's probably, probably glow. If, if I can think of really catchy melody, it'd probably be glow. Um, but yeah, for the melodies, I make sure I have my chords first. Um, mm. so I'm always have the chords set down first. And then a lot of times I'll start on the the second um, <clears throat> second note in the scale because I don't know why, but everybody loves it. <laughs> so then you start there and then, I don't know, just pretty much make it up in my head and just whatever I hear in my brain and then just try to play it. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll, if I don't do that, I'll just let it, I'll just let my fingers kind of dink around on the keys <laughs> Until I find something that's kind of catchy. Um, actually, one really good thing. Um, oh, it's, a, it's across the room. Um, but my, uh, if you have like a launch pad, mm. like the, the the Novation, you know, the 64 key with the lights. Yeah. That's um, they have a, they have a thing on that where you can turn it into like a piano and it's right. set into like layers. So it's like one octave is these two rows. Next octave is these two, like, yeah. Um, and I've found that you can actually really do some awesome melodies on that, which is super kind of weird if you're, if you're looking to get out of a writer's block. Yeah, it's really interesting how just different layouts of notes um, makes people come up with different melodies. Like Exactly. Come up in, uh, <laughs> coming up with melodies... <laughs> on a guitar is so different to coming up with melodies on a piano because yep. on a piano, like at least for me as a guitarist, a piano is essentially just like one long ass string. Whereas <laughs> exactly <laughs> a guitar is like all these boxes and like each box is like 
there's a scale, there's a scale, there's a scale, like just different octaves of the same scale, which exactly I guess is the same thing as what piano actually is, but it just seems different, like in the brain. So you kind of just do different things. And, exactly. Um, yeah. So with a launch pad, like octaves, like placed above each other, but like they're all, they're all the same. Right. So like on guitar, each string starts at a different note. Whereas I assume on the launch pad, each octave starts at the same note. Yeah. 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 They all start like on C. Yeah, or B, so that would actually. be. Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> something weird like that. I don't know. Oh man. So yeah, that would give like completely different melodies to what you would come up come up with on a guitar, until you get like so comfortable with it that you know exactly where everything is. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, so that's some great advice for coming up with melodies. It's just like fucking mess around. <laughs> <laughs> it's better advice than it sounds. Yeah, honestly, like uh, I'm so sick of these people who overanalyze any everything and like they dig up the science behind everything. And it's like, dude, just stop trying to be formulaic and at the end of the day, just do what sounds good to you. Exactly. So, yeah, you already went over how you sing on your own tracks. Do you also sample any vocals at all? Um, yeah, I don't usually use... So when I sample vocals, I like to sample the vocals that are like in the song. Right. So like if I get... A sing, you know, if I get a singer to sing me a song, I want to like sample those, like some part of those vocals. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think just something about it just keeps it like cohesive. Yeah. So you're more um, about like having like the complete custom vocal experience rather than just grabbing something off Splice. Yeah. For, yeah. For me. Um, but I don't know. I I did just recently get a whole bunch of vocal samples off of Splice, but I haven't had a chance to play around with them yet. Uh, <laughs> Splice is great. It's good to have like you know full vocal samples from Splice. But like with the Cymatics guitars, you know everyone's gonna recognize them. So I feel like something good to do if you do get vocals off Splice is to just create chops out of them. Like you know put them into a sampler or a granulizer, randomize the start point, and then just like hit record on an empty audio track and like resample, just play random shit on the right. keyboard. Right. You never so know like what when you I, might get. If I, if I use the, the only types of samples that I like to get are like, like ad libs, basically yeah. just like, like oohs and ahs and stuff like that. Um, Except for Shine, um, this, that song I have, Shine, that one is like entirely <laughs> vocals, like all entirely <laughs> sampled. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Um, Sound, sounds good. Yeah, there's no shame in it. Like, they're there to be used, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Splice. Is there anywhere else that you like to go for your vocal samples? Um. 
singers on Instagram. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to just try to find more lately I've been trying to just like produce like full on songs. Like I want like yeah. a you know, a, a singer, I want lyrics, I want like a story, I want the whole thing. So lately I've been trying to get like actual singers. How do you go about hitting them up? Because in my experience, singers are quite precious about working with people. <laughs> yeah, so um, quality, basically. Um, I've I've gotten through to several of them just by I'll send them a you know just a short introduction about whatever whatever, and I'll send them like, hey, before you. Like, at least just listen to it. Like, yeah, you can say no a hundred times, but like, at least just click the link and just listen to it. I'll send them a private SoundCloud link. And, you know, so far, every time I send them a really great instrumental and they're like, okay, fine, you got me. Like, this is actually really good. <laughs> like, one of the, what did one of them say? I, I messaged one, one, one singer and she was like, she said most of them are, she said, this song is actually really good. Like most, most of the guys I get songs from are like, she said like ass hats or something that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that would matter, but <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. Oh uh, shit. That's great. Um, I guess the, uh, you know, just having a well-rounded social media as well probably helps with them wanting to work with you because yeah, I see, Honestly, man, I don't want to sound like an elitist or something, but if I get a DM from someone who wants to collab and they've got three posts on their Instagram, that's instantly, to me, like, you're not taking yourself seriously, so I'm less likely to work with you. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I think it definitely helps to be have a little more of, like, an established presence. And, yeah. And lets people know, like, if you have three posts, like, they might be really good they might be really bad but i don't really have like basically my sample size is not big enough yeah for me to like trust you like if you have 40 pictures that are all great and your comments and captions are good it's like you've proven to me enough times that you're not weird and we can do this thing <laughs> <laughs> uh another thing i get is just like people asking like too much like just I know this is kind of turning into like how to how to work with Astro Rain. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, don't be a pest. Like if if you DM me and we're gonna work together, that's cool. But don't DM me like every day. Like, hey, any progress? Any progress? Like, you right? Know, people yeah, are you busy. Have to, you have to offer. You have to offer value before you ask f for something in return. Yeah. If you're just always asking. If you're just immediately saying, hey, check out my song. Hey, check out my SoundCloud. Hey, check this out. Yeah. Without, without telling any, without offering anything to them first. It's like, then you're just going around just like, just, it's just annoying. It's not the same. It's one thing to be like, hey, check out my new track. But man, some people just send links without any text. And that <laughs> is just, that is beyond mind-boggling like <laughs> it's, it's honestly kind of like uh it's like a flasher in a trench coat like 
It's like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> whoa there, cowboy. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you were saying with the value thing, like you have to provide value to get people to, you know, look at your stuff. But sometimes you also have to be okay with providing value and not getting anything back from it straight away. Like That's the hard part. Yeah. You just have to keep constantly providing value and like essentially just know that the universe will have your back. It might just not <laughs> yeah. be that specific person. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long road. Mm. Um, so it's like if it's not this person, like, okay, eventually it will be someone else. Exactly. Um, so I wanted to jump back into your music and I was wondering if you have like any releases planned after the January one. Cause I, I know it's hard to plan this far ahead, but I think it's a good idea to like get your schedule locked in advance. Yeah. So right now <clears throat> you're kind of, wow, you're, you're actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it just hit me. Thank you. Um, I have a bunch of songs that I'm that are just projects right now, right. and they're like unbelievable. Like best next best thing I've ever done. <laughs> Hell yeah! And you open this other project. Oh no, that's the best thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> and so really, it's just trying. It's right now. I'm just trying to get those done. Yeah. Um, I just have a lot of great works in progress. I don't have anything scheduled after that January, but there will be something. You can count on it. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. And I think we're going to wrap it up on that note. Uh, Keep an eye out for Ajawa's new release in January. There'll be a link in the description to his SoundCloud Insta. Uh, You're on Spotify as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. All that good stuff. Is there anything else that you would like to shout it out or promote before we wrap it up here hell maybe even your wife's business if you're comfortable with people knowing that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah no man um just thank you thank you for having me um thank you for getting letting me share my story share some of the music get kind of just shoot the breeze a little bit yeah Um, so pretty much just right back at you thank you very much (laughs) oh man it's great having you on and this has been episode 22 of the Wave Table with Jawa. I'm your host, Astro Rain, and thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs>